Special shout out to today's episode to SeatGeek. We recently partnered with them to become a brand ambassador. What does that mean? Well, for you, it means you get a special discount when you make your first ticket purchase with SeatGeek. With my code, InjuredListPod, you will get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket purchasing app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets to your favorite sports, concert events, and more. They score each ticket on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you know if you're getting a good deal. Green is good, red is bad. My followers get $20 off their first ticket purchase using my code, InjuredListPod. Click on the link in the show notes and browse for your favorite events. Your next big night ever is waiting, and they have the tickets. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Special shout out to today's episode to SeatGeek. We recently partnered with them to become a brand ambassador. What does that mean? Well, for you, it means you get a special discount when you make your first ticket purchase with SeatGeek. With my code, InjuredListPod, you will get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket purchasing app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets to your favorite sports, concert events, and more. They score each ticket on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you know if you're getting a good deal. Green is good, red is bad. My followers get $20 off their first ticket purchase using my code, Injured List Pod. Click on the link in the show notes and browse for your favorite events. Your next big night ever is waiting, and they have the tickets. Tune in and listen to the Injured List Podcast, hosted by me, Brian Scott. I'm a licensed full time physician assistant in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine. I break down the latest in injury news regarding your favorite professional athletes each week throughout the year. I have all your major sports covered from the NFL, MLB, NHL, MLS, and MMA. There is not a sport or an injury that I will not cover. Get the most up-to-date info in easy-to-understand non-medical language so you can make the better decisions when placing your bets or setting your fantasy lineups each week. Check out my website at theinjuredlist.com where you can message me ideas for topics or questions and listen to previous episodes where I interview former athletes and healthcare professionals to talk about their experiences with sports injuries. Welcome to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. Hey, everybody. Brian Scott of the Injured List Podcast here. 
Thank you for joining me for yet another episode. This one focusing on the NBA playoffs, as we've got a bunch of injuries going around the league right now, which are making for interesting series around the league. Now, probably one of the more competitive playoffs we've seen so far in round one compared to years past, which is awesome for the league. And as a fan, it's actually drawing me back in where I otherwise might not be watching. Now, I got to take a few minutes here at the beginning of this show before I get into some of these high-profile injuries because I got a little bit of venting to do. I'm a big fan of listening and watching some of these sports talk shows that are on the internet. I listen to a bunch of sports talk radio and podcasts as well. And one of my go-to ones is the Pat McAfee show. I love it. The guys are awesome. They joke around a lot. They're a lot of fun to listen to. He's got some great guests on the show, especially when it comes to football. Obviously, being a former NFL player himself, he still has that kind of connection there. So it is a fun show to watch. And I I often uh, pull a lot of information that I hear on these podcasts to help me gather some of my injury updates and then in turn provide you guys with some feedback and info about the injury itself and the players who were injured and what their timetable is to return and how I think they're going to fare coming off that particular injury. So on Friday, April 22nd, 2022, he had on Shams Sharania, and I'm probably butchering his name and I apologize, but he is a NBA insider for the athletic and stadium and he writes and covers the NBA exclusively. He's been known to break some big stories out, and he comes on Pat McAfee on Friday and breaks some updates about players coming back uh, for the Boston Celtics, Robert Williams, who played uh, this past Saturday and played very well, and he hadn't played for about a month. He was coming off some type of meniscus injury. I don't think he had surgery. I think he just rehabbed. So I'm going to play some segments from his show because I want to – go into a little bit more about what bothered me so much about this segment. And I don't think you'll have to listen too long before you will understand what got under my skin being uh, that I do what I do and what my show is based off of and what I'm here to provide to listeners. You know, when these reporters come on and they start talking about these, these big deals that happen and these big uh, spurts of information that are let out there, or they're trying to get one up, on each other about breaking stories, they need to know when to stop and not go into too much detail about things they don't know about. And I've said this before in some previous episodes, it drives me nuts. So let's take a look uh, at some of these clips. And then in between the clips, I'll kind of break down what the problem is with some of the, what they're saying. Uh, joining us now, let's pitch to a guy that knows a lot of stuff, maybe literally up to the minute <laughs> getting breaking news. The senior NBA insider for the stadium and the athletic friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, real champion of the insider game, Sean Sharania. Yes! Oh, oh no, no. Are you serious? Oh, no. Yo, yo, can you guys hear me? Uh, okay. So, Zito, okay. you had us muted because you were on a phone call that was top secret. What just happened? Are we breaking okay. news? Okay, we're going to break news. I'm going to say it on this show before I'm tweeting it, okay? Wow. This is This is just... For you, Pat. That's very nice of you. And the people. Okay, so the Celtics have dealt with Robert Williams' knee injury. He had a torn meniscus on March 27th. Um, Sources tell me he is close to return and could play as soon as game three tomorrow, which is Saturday, or game four on Monday. 
Wow. A final determine, a final determination will be made, wow. and I just tweeted the news out. Okay, and that's where it should have ended. It should have gone no further than that, and they should have been all excited and happy, especially uh, one of Pat's buddies there, who's a big Boston guy and a Celtics fan. And I think the Celtics actually have a really good shot. They've been playing really well. Their defense is just superb. And obviously, having Robert Williams come back will help that cause. But it should have ended there. There should be no more discussion about what he was coming back from, what his injury was, because nobody really knows, right? I mean, he had a meniscus tear. My take is on it that whatever they found uh, on the MRI probably showed some type of meniscus pathology. And rather than risk it, they probably just said, let's rehab him. Let's let him sit some time out so we can have him for the playoffs. Let's make sure there's nothing major structurally wrong. When the MRI came back, it probably showed something that concerned them for a meniscus tear. Now, if you take like 100 people off the street and get a meniscus, or I'm sorry, if you get an MRI, and these people have no symptoms whatsoever, unlike 80 to 85 of them, you'll probably find something on an MRI that would trigger you to think that there's a meniscus tear or that would resemble some type of meniscus pathology. And that becomes the problem because then you have to look and say, well, what do we do? And my thought process with Robert Williams is that I'm sure he was having some type of knee pain. They probably thought it was nothing serious, but just to be safe, because this is the NBA, they got an MRI. They probably weren't even thinking that there was a meniscus tear, but when the MRI came back, it probably showed something abnormal in the meniscus, and it probably correlated with where his pain was and what was going on. But that doesn't mean that you need to operate on everybody with meniscus tear. And in Robert Williams's case, it was probably one of those things where it was a very subtle finding, probably nothing serious as far as meniscus tears go. And so they opted to go the conservative route and rehab him and see how he did. And he probably made some really good progress. But knowing that he had a meniscus tear, they were probably a little hesitant to get him in toward the end of the season, knowing that they were coming up in the playoffs. And that's when they really needed him back. And that's my take. And let's hear what the guys over at Pat McAfee's show have to say. See you in the finals. A final determination will be made on how he feels day to day. But Robert Williams has wow. been at the center of the Bob's league's best back. defense. We've seen what they've what, what, what they've done back. this year, um, what they've done even in this series. Um, but Robert Williams is on his way back. He, I'm told he did a five on five this week. And as long as he keeps progressing and making steps, doing numbers. he is on his way back. Way to go, Bob. Yeah! I'm Way to go. Follow up there. Uh, he was probably pay- playing five on five long before he got on the court this past Saturday. He ended up, he did play. Uh, I think they kept him at like 24, 25 minutes or so. Played pretty well. Didn't look uh, like he had any ill effects or lingering effects from the injury from back in March. Um, so all things good, right? All things good. And now Pat goes into the next topic, which is I think a topic everybody was ask, is, is, has on their mind, and myself included. So this gets really interesting. Now let's listen in. So he's playing earlier than Ben Simmons? Um, it, it's, it's, it's possible. It's, it's, ve- it's very possible. Ben Simmons, as I reported yesterday, he's begun to target. And his, in, his plan is to play in game four on Monday, but Nash, hold on. That. Hey, Steve Nash said that was news to him. I think that was a direct <laughs> shot at you when Steve Nash said, oh, it's news yeah. to me that he was targeting Monday. That was directly at you, Shams, from Steve Nash. 
I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment on Steve Nash's <laughs> Steve Nash's account. But 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 what I will say, Pat, is you know Ben Simmons hasn't played since June 2021, and so obviously, and, and he had a herniated disc in his back. I think they want to be very cautious that you're gonna throw a guy out there for the first time. Robert Williams just played. He just played on March 27th, the day that he tore his, his meniscus, and it was a small enough tear to where he's now able to play five on five. And he's looked good, and, and at least the one day that he played five on five, and and he's gonna keep getting five on five time. And uh, I would say for Robert Williams, the, the more likely return is on Monday in Game Four. I, so in that case, both him and Ben Simmons return in the same game. But the fact that Game Three is even a possibility that he could at least see a, a limited amount of minutes, I mean that just goes to show to his progress. Um, but yeah, Ben Simmons, this is. I, I don't know if th these are both apples. I think you have to consider them apples and no, oranges. I got it, I got it, I got it, I know, but, I know. I'm just saying yeah. that was what the internet was going to immediately say <laughs> upon hearing this. Okay, so uh, as it turns out, because this was uh, recorded on Friday, as it turns out, Williams actually played uh, game three on Saturday night and actually played pretty well. Uh, he didn't play a full game. Uh, he'll probably ramp up his minutes as the playoffs go by. Um, ben Simmons now has officially been ruled out for Monday's game. Uh, tonight's game, if you were hearing this, it's probably being released on Monday. And I'm going to say that you probably won't see him at all in the playoffs. If the Nets can actually even make it to the next round, I don't think you'll see him maybe if they get to a game seven. And even that I highly doubt. Now, they're saying he had a herniated disc. I don't know if anybody really even knows what Ben Simmons is dealing with. Something with a low back. If it's a herniated disc, the likelihood that this guy is going to play competitive basketball at a high level without surgery at some point is probably very low, which is why it's taken him so long to get on the court. However, the reason that he hasn't had it yet is because a lot of times with these herniated discs, there's not a lot of good surgical options, despite who you might talk to. And the outcomes of these are no better than if you didn't do surgery and just tried to rehab them. So most guys will... Avoid the surgery as long as they can when it comes to low back problems, especially herniated discs, unless they think it's a really straightforward fix or a straightforward procedure where they're just having to shave down a little bit of the herniation. But if it's like a really significant herniation, then the options are not good. And if, if he's struggling this much to get back on the court, that tells me that this is probably way worse than what people are thinking. Um, and instead of questioning his character and his motivation and his heart, I think we need to look further into what is actually the problem here, if it's truly a herniated disc, as this guy Shams is reporting. Although I haven't been able to find anything concrete in my research, but if you guys know, hey, you can let me know. Now let's hear where they pick up next, because it gets a little interesting from here. Do they do Toradol in the NBA? Uh, do what? Toradol. Do you know what Toradol is? It's like... um. An anti-inflammatory uh, oh. times a hundred or a thousand, like a lot of meniscus tears in the NFL. It's normally like pain, dealing with pain. It's, I think. it's, it's not. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's not like a shot. It's like a. It's like a method of treatment, right? No, no, it's a. It's a shot. It's right, a shot. It's right a shot. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I might have been thinking of Forteo. Have you ever heard of Forteo? Ooh. That's 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 another treatment. No. What is Forteo? What is that? I, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just ma I'm just making stuff up at this point. No, no, what is Forte? Is it Pancha Parma? Is that like that type I, of 
It's it's uh it's it's def it's it's one of the treatments that that players use. I, I don't quite know the specifics of it, but it's definitely a treatment to players. So, um, drinking blood. It says here it's an osteoporosis medication. Well, there you be, go. That builds bone. I could be. Is it milk? Sounds pretty good. Yeah, they drink. They drink, they drink two percent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that what's going on? Forteo is drinking milk, dude. Is that what's going on? Sean? All right. Anyways, so do they do that type of stuff in the NBA? I don't know the culture over there. Is there a lot of uh, pain killing and like anti-inflammatory treatments for yeah. guys to play and get through games? Is that probably what will happen with the torn meniscus for Robert Williams, I or does he have to get all the way back healthy, feeling good too? Well, I, I haven't heard that that Rob had any type of injections. I mean, he might. I mean, but I, I haven't heard that. But I know, like Lonzo Ball, right? He tried to come back from a torn meniscus. He had surgery, I believe, in January, and he tried to come back. And he tried a bunch of different methodologies. He tried, you know, the injection path, the treatment path, you know, oh, oh, what, you know, any milk. holistic path. Like at <laughs> that point, milk. I mean, you, you guys, Bunch you of. guys have played. You know, like you guys know that you know when you're trying to get back on the floor. You'll try anything holistically, whether it's, you know, osteopathic, like you're going to try it. So injections. And so obviously, um, I don't know if Robert Williams did that, but definitely that is a method that players that if, they, if you really try to push the envelope, uh, you're, you're going to do anything to try to get back out there. I sprained my ankle in a U-ball game. I'm looking for Toradol if anybody wants. Okay. Um, what the <laughs> Pat and Shams? I mean, <laughs> Christ, the... <laughs> Toradol is, number one, a, a very powerful non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. It's, it's used to basically help alleviate pain that may require opioid, opioids, but the, you don't want to use opioids. It's often used in a medical setting. The fact that it does get used in professional sports is alarming. In my opinion, I, I don't feel comfortable doing it or using it um, outside of the medical setting. I, I've been using this drug since I started my career over 15 years ago. It, it, I've seen young, healthy people get one dose of this stuff and go into severe kidney failure or acute renal failure, as we call it, which is a big concern and something that you really got to be careful about, especially in dehydrated uh, people. Um, you got to be really cautious using it in the elderly. Uh, now, it comes in a several different forms. There is a pill. There is also uh, intramuscular injection, and there's also an uh, intravenous uh, way to administer it. The intravenous way to administer it tends to be the more renal renal toxic way uh or you know you have to be very careful with now the intramuscular way um of course can still have that effect but it tends to be a little bit less uh if you're using a low dose you'll probably be fine uh but they usually say you shouldn't be doing treatments with that for any more than a few days and it's no more than a few doses because it's like every six hours is how it's dosed so you're taking that, you can't take basically anything else that has to do with anti-inflammatory medication. So you can't take your Advils, your ibuprofens, your Aleves, that kind of stuff. That's off, off the table, because then your kidneys will just shut down. Um, it's got a lot of other side effects too. A lot of these non-steroidal anti-inflammatories can mess with your stomach. They can have some cardiovascular risks. Very low that that can happen if you're healthy, but still the risks are there. Now, when it comes to Forteo, Forteo is a different medication for a completely different purpose. Forteo is used um, mostly in people who develop osteoporosis or to help prevent osteoporosis. Typically, that's elderly patients, uh, patients who've had a history of um, hormonal problems uh, like postmenopausal women, 
Uh, you'll see it in people who are on long-term oral steroids. And I don't mean like the people who take it to bulk up and, and be, um, you know, bodybuilders. I'm talking about people who are on oral steroids, corticosteroids to uh, help treat lung disease. It, it basically helps regulate bony metabolism and uh, helps you absorb calcium better into the bloodstream, which is important in bone health. So can athletes use this? Yeah, I guess, but it wouldn't apply to any of the players that he's talking about. This has nothing to do with soft tissue injuries. This is purely uh, to help maintain strength of bone. Now, I've seen some um, shady reporting and shady blogging about athletes in Major League Baseball who supposedly used it. I couldn't verify anything with my research, um, but I hope that that's not going on because that's some very sketchy use of that medication and um, it, it can mess with a lot of different uh, hormonal stuff in the body. So y that has to be used with very significant caution and under direct supervision of a healthcare provider. But again, that doesn't apply to any of these athletes we're talking about here. That AJ, please. My right ankle is tough. Shams, you mentioned uh, Ben Simmons. <laughs> Whenever he does come back, what does it look like? Like, what are, what kind of minutes restriction is he on, and, and how much is he going to play, and will it progress as the playoffs go? He's getting this information from the organization himself. I, I don't think he should answer this question because I don't think anybody freaking knows what Ben Simmons. Uh, it's been a mystery as to what his injury even is, and yet he's telling us it's a herniated disc. I don't. I've, I've never seen confirmation of that. It's been a lot of sketchy reporting on that. Cause I don't think anybody really truly knows. And if it is, I mean, the, the team probably doesn't even know. They're probably trying to make that up as we come go along here. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a, a very restricted minutes, uh, amount of minutes in the game throughout the game, you know, probably start them off, not starting, but probably come in certain times in the first quarter, second quarter, maybe only X amount of minutes per half. Um, I, I don't know, man, but I, I doubt that whatever he answers next is going to be very accurate. Hopefully, so, yeah, so so what I've heard, AJ, is that like the, the goal would be to just get him out there to, you know, whether that's 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I don't know if the team even knows at this point, like how much can his can his back take? You know, how much can, can we play him the full 30, 35 minute load? I don't think that they know yet. I think the only way you find out is you throw him out there. You know, one thing that I've been thinking about in the last week or two, is that, though, is like, look at what the Warriors are doing with Steph Curry. So if you throw Ben Simmons in that type of a role where he's coming off the bench and you're playing in the last four to six minutes of each quarter, that puts him at about 15 to 20 minutes for a game. And I think you start off probably doing something similar to what the Warriors Smile. did with, with, with Steph Curry. Um, and so that is I, 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 what I believe is, is the likelier path for a guy like Ben Simmons. But, you know, he's not going to play tomorrow. Um, but I think game four... As long as his rehab, I, he's scrimmaging today again in Brooklyn. As long as he passes through this rehab, I, I, I think, you know, it's easy to hate on Ben Simmons, but what he brings oh. to the table, three-time All-Star, multi-time defensive, uh, all-defense team, last year runner-up on, on Defensive Player of the Year. This is a guy that can do a lot for you defensively. And I know within that Nets organization, they just want to make sure he can get on the floor. He can give them anything rebounding defensively. They need Anybody that they can get, especially with the, the, the type of, I mean, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, like Boston is deep. They're deep. I saw Ben Simmons dunk the other day, and we all know that guy can ball. Okay, so um, a herniated disc, dude. If this guy was going to be back, he would have been back for game one. He's been out almost an entire year. June will have been a year. 
okay? If he couldn't get right for the playoffs, game one, I don't think we're seeing him at all, period. Maybe if the Nets can go deep into the playoffs, maybe he makes a comeback to some degree, but not this round, baby. They're down 3-0 now just because we recorded this episode. Game three already went out. Um, and he's already been ruled out for game four. He's, he's not coming back, period. All right, who's going to win it all? Shams quick here before we have the heart <laughs> out here. Who's going to win it all? I mean, Pat, you look at this NBA playoffs, right? Like last night. You have Memphis coming back on oh, Minnesota. You have injuries. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton oh, no. out two to three weeks. Devin Booker is going to be out at least, you know, 10, 14 days. Um, Luka Doncic coming back. Uh, ben Simmons coming back. Robert Williams coming back. So much is in flux. I don't know if I can give you a winner. So but listen, I, I think Golden State right now, you look at stocks, who's rising, who's who's high, who's low. Yodely, I think it, it, it's hard for me not to pick Golden State as right now. But again, a lot can change. Any any injury can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, you're right. And that's why we always have you on. We can't thank you enough. Ladies and gentlemen, senior NBA insider for the stadium and athletic, Sean Sharon. Thank you, Shams. I don't need to, for him to give me his prediction of who's going to win. I just need for him to tell me how long these guys are going to be out. Just like he did at the end there. Chris Middleton out two to three weeks. Uh, Devin Booker out two to three weeks. That's all I need. That's all I need to hear. I don't need to hear his opinion. He's not an opinion columnist. Or maybe he is. I don't know. I thought he was just a reporter who reported the facts about what's going on in the NBA. Break the story about the deals that are being done, about the trades that are going off, and about what the reports are from the team about who's injured and for how long they're out. I don't know who to believe anymore. Uh, maybe he's just giving me his opinion on the injuries. I don't know if it's actually true information. Maybe he's just conjuring up what he thinks is going on. I mean, he was talking about Forteo and Toradol like he knew what he was talking he didn't know. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm just ranting. Sorry, guys. But, I mean, you got to listen to some more of the stuff. Right the sounds are hurt right now. So, if the Pelicans maybe put fucking Zion in the game, then maybe we could see a little competition over Are the there. Bucks in the uh, East? East. Yeah. yeah. They're against Middleton the... got hurt, and that's tough. Yeah, it feels yeah, like. Yeah, but Giannis can just do this from the sure. three point line. Mm-hmm. Triple team him now, though. Well, that's a good point. Now, where the heck is Zion? That's what I want to know, too, man. That's probably more curious to me than anything else. Devin Booker is now injured. Okay. The Suns are playing without him. Um, if you're at the Pelicans and you got uh, Zion sitting on the bench and if he's saying he's good to go, man, I don't know how you don't throw this dude in there. And now I, I, supposedly he's coming off a foot fracture. I don't know what could be holding him up unless it's something else. They're saying condition. There's so, so many stories flying around about what's going on with him. Um, I thought originally it might have been his knees back in the day where he missed some time and then and apparently he has some type of foot fracture. I'm not even sure if he had surgery. It's so confusing, all the reports coming out. But the Pelicans got to feel like they have a chance with Booker out. I mean, and with Zion sitting on the bench, you would think that they'd be fighting at the chip to chomp to get him in, you know? I don't know. No, Drew Holiday. If the Nets lose tomorrow, though, there's no reason Ben Simmons comes back Correct. in game four. Let's nope. He's over. That's yeah. why it makes no sense. Well, and he's why been, would he not come back, though, for a series where we need him? Most need of the excuse. Just because a lot of people are saying he's a bitch-made cat. So yeah. why see, would he I'm, come back? See, he, he had a herniated disc. Did we know that, by the way? I did not know Shams that. Shams dropped that on us a couple days ago, I think. Well, is it actually a herniated disc? See, or is that's, it, that's <laughs> the problem. That's the problem. Because before it wasn't a herniated In Philly, it wasn't a herniated disc. Well, maybe he got there and it was different chairs in Brooklyn. Yeah. Different M- MRI machine. True. Different protocols. Bingo. True. You know what I mean? Might have hurt his back actually almost walking into a place without a mask. You know? True. Whoa. Yeah. Put this on. 
Well, that could be true. Uh, who knows? But hey, listen, if it is a herniated disc, those are no joke. Lumbar, especially lumbar spine, which is the most common area for herniations to occur. I mean, th- those are some really brutal things to have to go through. I don't wish that on my worst uh, enemy when it comes to basketball players, especially. Um, it's no surprise that it's taken him as long as it has. Like I said before, maybe he's been trying to avoid surgery this whole time. Maybe it's inevitable. Maybe he is going to need something done. If that's truly what the problem is, the outcomes are not great, but if you've waited this long and you can't get over it at some point, you've got to think about pulling the trigger, but you know, it's a very uh, difficult problem to treat. And in the sport of basketball where you're constantly having to reach and jump and extend yourself Um, it doesn't take much to injure your back and re-injure your back. So I'm not surprised that he's taken so much time and that it's been such a process trying to get back on the court. Very, I mean, if you haven't had surgery, with or without surgery, the recovery is very tough. Um, Stick around when we come back. We're going to talk about Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, um, my impressions of what's going on with them and when you can expect them back as far as I'm concerned. We've touched a little bit about Zion. um, And... uh, We'll hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is the Injured List Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Are you interested in being a guest on the show? Or do you know someone who would make a good guest? Want Brian Scott to be on your show? If so, share the podcast with your friends. Or drop us a line and we will get back to you right away. Email us at theinjuredlist411 at gmail.com or visit our website at www.theinjuredlist.com. It's that time again, the Throckmorton sign injury of the week. And like all of our other injuries in the past, this one did not happen on the battlefield, the field of play, the court, or the pitch. No, this one happened on Amari Stoudemire's way back to the locker room in 2012 during round one of the NBA playoffs against the Miami Heat. Mari was upset and struck the door to the fire extinguisher on his way back to the locker room. He didn't even realize he was cut until one of his teammates saw a pool of blood on the floor. Luckily for him, he didn't sever any tendons, nerves, arteries, or veins, but he did have to miss the next game. He came back and played in game four, but it was too little too late as the Knicks fell to the Heat 
four games to one in the series. You gotta give him a hand. Uh, I take that back. Maybe not. Welcome back, everybody. All right, so let's get into it now with some of the current players who were injured um, in these uh, 2022 playoffs. So the Milwaukee Bucks are uh, without Chris Middleton, who sustained uh, what they're calling a grade one MCL sprain to his left knee that occurred in game two, in which they won. They're now actually up three games to one as they won Sunday. Um, They're saying potentially two to three weeks, and I actually think that that's not too far off. But there's no sense in rushing him back with a 3-1 series lead. So I think they're probably just going to rest him and keep him fresh for the next round, which he should be available for. And that's what I would do if I were them. They, they are in pretty good command of this series against the Bulls, and I don't see any reason to uh, rush him back prematurely. If he can get an extra week or so of rest heading into round two, then I think that's optimal. But <laughs> some people have been joking well, is, is it possible you might see Chris Middleton back before Ben Simmons? And I say, absolutely. Now, uh, the Bucks were the teams that won it last year, and they beat the Phoenix Suns, who are currently without Devin Booker, who has what they're calling, uh, by what the reports I've read, say a mild grade one hamstring strain. And I'm not buying that, to be honest with you. Reason being is there are not many hamstring strains that are grade one. And they're saying that he's only going to potentially miss two to three weeks. And I'm going to have to call a uh, bull on that one because um, if you watched the play in which he got injured, he was basically in a full sprint trying to make a block uh, on a fast break play. And he pulled up lame right away. And that's, one of the ways that this injury occurs is when the hamstring muscle is firing eccentrically to slow you down or to make a move. That's when it's at its weakest point, essentially. Um, Devin Booker went flying by uh, Jackson Hayes, I think it was, or whoever it was to pass the ball on the fast break. Uh, and that was it, man. Uh, he knew right away. He was limping to the sideline. I don't expect him back for a lot longer. Now, I've done a full episode on hamstring injuries, and I spoke with a good friend of mine, Derek Kelly, who's a trained and licensed uh, physical therapist from Ireland who's worked with many elite athletes over in Europe and Ireland. And we discussed in depth uh, the nature of hamstring injuries and the recovery from them in particular. And they are some of the most nagging injuries that take the longest to get better. Not only that, to have a grade one hamstring on a play like that is pretty rare. It's usually at least a grade two, if not more. And grade two injuries typically involves to some degree tearing of the fibers of that muscle. And the hamstring muscle is an inherently much weaker muscle than some of the other muscles of the thigh and upper part of the leg. It takes a long time to get better. And I tell you that as a provider, I tell you that as an athletic trainer, I tell you that because I've also had a hamstring injury when I was in college 
And I can honestly tell you, now I'm not a professional athlete by any stretch of the imagination. It took me, I think, about three months before I actually felt like I could do physical fitness and physical activity without any fear or risk of that thing letting go on me. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to take Devin Booker three months, but uh, I could realistically see him not making it back for this series if it is a short one. Now, the Suns are up 2-1, but they're currently losing to New Orleans, who is probably playing inspired knowing that uh, the Phoenix Suns' best player uh, is not in the lineup. So you got to think that they know that they have a chance to take this thing uh, further than they probably would have otherwise. And if if you aren't chomping at the bit to get Zion back on the court as a New Orleans fan, I don't know when you would because if he's not ready, then that's a shame. But from what we've heard, he is. Who knows what's going on in that situation? It was supposed to be from a broken foot that he's not ready to come back yet. I'm not so sure I'm buying that either. There's just been a lot of weird stuff going on these last uh, this whole season with injury reports, players not wanting to play, looking to trade. I, I don't know. It's just a lot of stuff going on. So that's my take on those two players. But uh, I'm not going to go far. Uh, I'll be around the, the entire NBA playoffs to keep you guys updated on what's going on. I'll be uh, doing some guest spots on some Belly Up sports media podcasts as well. I'm also going to be doing some uh, stuff on YouTube with them, especially next Friday when we have the NFL draft coming our way. I'll be doing uh, round two. I'll be doing some uh, evaluations of some picks. I'm sure those guys will be uh, picking my brain about some sports injuries and stuff. So keep an eye out there. And uh, as always, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in and stay safe, stay healthy and stay active. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.